Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 20. Hold the line, move the line. Where's your line? There is a lot of talk about lines going on, and that got me thinking. Do we really understand the purpose of a line, when to apply it and when not to? Are we aware of our own lines and what happens when they get crossed? What do we do in those instances? Throughout my life, lines have been a thing, and especially in my younger years. Back then, I'd enter into relationships where I'd set a line, the other person would cross the line, and then I'd move it just to keep the relationship. And I did this for years. Why? Well, sometimes new information would come up that would make me reconsider my line, and then I'd logically move it. But mostly back then, it was because I was afraid to enforce my line and afraid to risk what might happen if I did. Would I have to endure ugly conflict? Would I lose the relationship or damage it permanently? Would the pressure be just too much for me to handle? Too uncomfortable? Would it be scary or maybe even dangerous? In all honesty, I was afraid. The risk to my perceived comfort and safety seemed too big for me to hold my own convictions. And so I'd sacrifice myself to appease others. And as a result, I created relationships that were built on the faulty ground of lies. And by lies, I mean not being true to myself. So why would I do that? Well, back then, I ran on fear. Fear is an interesting driver. It might be initially based in risk, but fear is most often irrational. Even so, it's powerful. And when amplified, fear will kick logic all the way to the curb and even attack it. Fear also makes one hide. Hide from anywhere the truth might find it, challenge it, or expose it. Fear will prompt us to defend it at all costs. Fear feeds on itself. It becomes its own reality. It's really quite amazing when you think of the power of fear. When fear is healthy, we act to alleviate it. When fear is unhealthy, we get caught in it. But let's get back to the line. What is the purpose of a line? Well, lines are boundaries. They define what we believe to be safe, acceptable, and positive. Lines also define parameters where we can create something inside of them. Lines are useful and they're essential in building our life. Lines are also flexible. They can bend or move to accommodate better information or a more optimal perspective. Lines give us autonomy and sovereignty by defining who we are and what we hold most important. Lines are also where agreements are defined. They're places to meet and they're places to divide. Lines are vital. The other truth about lines is that we each have our own and can easily compare them to the lines that others hold. And by knowing each other's lines, we can form appropriate alliances and steer away from inappropriate ones. Many years ago, I ended a 26-year relationship when I was finally able to hold my own lines. 
Once I did, it became clear that we just weren't meant to be together. Until I did that, we kept co-creating a relationship that was filled with dysfunction as we both blurred our lines trying to make our relationship work. We had lots of love, but we didn't have congruence on lines that were deal breakers. And instead of continuing to hope that the other person would change their lines, we finally accepted who we truly were as sovereign individuals. Right now, the world is watching as millions of Canadians are holding their lines. And what line is that exactly? And why are they holding it? Well, I'm going to share my view on what that is so we can explore. For all those I'm referring to, the line they're holding is freedom and the end of all mandates that are infringing upon freedom. Now, for some within that group, it's also the end of the Trudeau government. And for some within that subgroup, it's also proper inquiry and trials for those who may deserve them. So why do millions of Canadians hold these lines? Well, the whole group is seeing all of the science, not just the stuff the mainstream's given us. And they're following the money. They know Vaccines don't stop transmission or infection. Data from initial drug trials is being suppressed, and the freedom of information request is now being challenged in courts by the FDA and pharma, who want it to be staying sealed for decades. Properly done studies show the adverse effects of masks, lockdowns, and vaccines are outweighing the benefits of their use in the majority of age groups. The science also shows, and has always shown, the benefit of early treatment protocols that are being banned in our health institutions, while the science supporting them is suppressed and discredited. They also see broad censorship happening to suppress truths from getting out through legacy media, and the refusal of pharma, health and government officials to meet and debate the science with highly credentialed experts from all over the globe. These Canadians see the manipulation of the data. They see the enticement, the coercion and the threat being applied to the public to comply with these mandates. They see the harm being done to children through these variety of measures. And they see the damage to the economy and the massive debt being assumed by Canadians as governments spend unaccountably and as money flows into the hands of pharma and people in positions of power and decision-making. They see basic freedoms being removed and regulated. And now, as of this recording, gross overreach of government through the enactment of the Emergency Act resulting in arrests and the seizure of financial assets. A result that should elicit outrage and action by all Canadians. Those standing, talking, and acting have drawn a line. No more mandates or restrictions of any kind. And they are not moving until it's done, regardless of what illegal or immoral action our government and law enforcement is prepared to take. Those who want to see the end of Trudeau and his government see the crimes being perpetrated against Canadian citizens through their negligence and corruption. At best, Trudeau and his government are incompetent. At worst, nefarious. When one follows the money, 
the connections and ideologies of groups Trudeau and key cabinet members are associated with and trained by, they can see the Klaus Schwab Great Reset Plan is well underway, with Trudeau doing his part to bankrupt and deliver Canadians into a world government system. And while many laugh and call that conspiracy, they're simply proving that they haven't looked because it's not even hidden anymore. Many Canadians want Trudeau and his government out. And when one takes all of this into consideration, it's easy to see why many want him tried for crimes against humanity, to face and be sentenced for all he has done to erode the core of Canada and its charter of rights and freedoms. Now, even though I can share my interpretation of these lines that many are drawing, the real question is, and the most important question is, where is your line? Is it okay for government to censor science? Is it okay for government to censor information of any kind? Is it okay to bribe people to take an experimental medical treatment while the initial trials remain hidden? How about coerce them? What about threaten them, take their jobs? Restrict their access to services? If you think that this is good for everyone and a necessary sacrifice we should all make, do you think it should be done without full scientific debate or disclosure of side effects? Would you want to hear why a bunch of highly credentialed experts think it's a really bad idea? Should any or all scientific debate be terminated when the government decides so? Should informed consent be completely abolished? Should bodily autonomy be abolished? Should the government make decisions for your children? How do you feel about segregation? Especially when the science that it's based on has gone undebated. Are you okay with that? How does it sit having two and a half plus million Canadians drive down to talk to their Prime Minister only to have him hide and then refuse to hear them out? How does it sit when they are peaceful and invite conversation and debate and he still refuses, as do your health officials? Are you not curious why no one in your government or health authorities wants to debate the science? Are you cool with Trudeau's government voting down the abolishment of mandates when the rest of the world is dropping them? How does violating the Charter of Rights and Freedoms feel? What about the Nuremberg Code? How do you feel about border blockades, protesters in Ottawa, Ottawa citizens being affected? How about enacting the Emergency Measures Act when criteria to do so is not present? Are you good with government freezing bank accounts and seizing assets of those they disagree with? And are you going to be good if they do it to you? Is it cool for your Prime Minister to call its citizens racist, misogynists, and people with unacceptable views because they disagree with unproven medical treatments and protocols being imposed upon them? Do you also think that of the friends that you know who are standing up, do you think they're racist, misogynists, and people with unacceptable views? How do you feel about your legacy media not showing you the whole picture? Or are you even looking past your TV? Now, I could go on and on, but I'm curious. Did you have a line anywhere in any of this? Did you move your line at all throughout the past few years? Did you find yourself afraid to hold your line?
Do you have conflicting lines where one issue confuses the other? Did you get coerced or were you threatened? Did you have to make impossible choices to survive, to support your family, meet your financial obligations, appease family members? Did you think there was only one way to deal with COVID and that disregarding all other possibilities made good sense? Were you too afraid to even get your brain to think clearly? Did you simply want to trust your institutions and give them your blind faith because you thought they had your best interests at heart? Is the mere idea that they might not have threatened to break your whole psyche, shatter your whole reality? Is your fear defending itself? I personally know the fear of holding a line. My line was drawn at the beginning when I made a personal choice not to vaccinate. It's my body and my right to do so. Period. Nurem code backs me up. Or sorry, Nuremberg code backs me up. Canadian Charter backs me up. But more importantly, my body backs me up. Some believe my actions were selfish and dangerous. Some called me uncaring and reckless. Some agreed it was my choice. I have natural immunity because I experienced the virus before the news talked about it. And I self-quarantined when I was sick without the need for the government to tell me to do so. I just used my common sense and listened to my intuition. And when everything came out, I educated myself and I used critical thinking. Yet, I also hid behind some lines. As things ramped up and I realized I was part of a minority group, I became afraid to speak up, of initiating conversation, of exposing my position. And as I hid, I watched and I felt my feelings and I processed irrational fears and logical fears until I hit another line. And that line said, speak up no matter the cost. And as I know all too well, we can't go back and change the lines we've moved out of fear or the ones we've hid behind. We always do the best we know how in each moment based on what conditioning is running and how aware we are in it. Every single stressful and struggling state is an opportunity to face oneself and deal with what's inside. Fear is powerful, which is why our newscasts are filled with perspectives that trigger it why free-floating anxiety is a thing, and why so many people suffer from it. We can't go back and change what we've done. We can only strive to face fear and make better choices going forward. So where are your lines? If you have not hit your line yet, maybe take a moment to define your lines. What freedom will have to be threatened to cause you to stand? And respectfully, your line may be at not listening to any more of what I have to say. And that's your choice. But regardless, draw some lines wisely, consciously, and from all of the information. Don't let fear censor you from looking at all of the information. And don't be fooled by your own conditioning. We've created this world where lines mean nothing where social media status and keeping up with the Joneses forms the criteria of where our lines should be. Do we even know who we are deep inside? 
Or are we perpetuating whatever image gets us the most likes? Do we know what is important to us, what matters? What's worth standing up for no matter what? When we look around, we realize that the steady drip of fear-inducing messages being delivered via media and now government has reduced many of us to the mere state of coping, finding ways to escape from intensity and hide from discomfort. We're losing resilience, becoming parrots of narratives without critical thinking. We're surrendering courage for coping, critical thinking for conformity. When I look at the things I've avoided facing and acting on, I always see the same theme. I'm more afraid of the anticipated discomfort than I am of actually experiencing the discomfort itself. I live up in northern Alberta, Canada, where our weather reporting system has turned every fluctuation in the weather into a watch, an alert, or a warning even texting the willing a play-by-play -play 24 hours a day, keeping nervous systems primed for fear. People no longer meet life in the moment. They anticipate what might go wrong and then live in this constant anticipation of discomfort. I feel so compassionate for every one of us. Like a group hug and a high five for simply surviving might be in order which is exactly what all those people in Ottawa did and all along the road along the way. Once we face the truth of our reality, it becomes time to turn our focus towards solutions and what's needed. So here's my take based on my current understanding and where my personal lines are drawn. Our wannabe dictator prime minister is out of control, period. I believe it's our civic duty to stop him. And in doing so, we need to remind all 338 MPs, 105 senators, 67,000 plus Canadian police officers, 57,000 plus military personnel and reserves, 1,178 judges, and all other associated and supportive staff of our government and judicial systems, that it is their responsibility to act according to the laws, rights, and freedoms of our Canadian Charter, period. No gray area, no politics, no party allegiance, no, I was only doing my job. We need to legislate that members of Parliament must provide a direct answer to a direct question, and then implement a three strikes and you are fined and fired system for failing to do so. It's excruciating and infuriating to watch how our government operates. We need to end the Emergencies Act and free and meet with the protesters. End all the mandates. Form an independent and well-represented inquiry into the last two years, likely more, with full scientific disclosure, examination of all mandates and measures that have been implemented, including the exclusion of early treatment protocols, review of all legacy media reporting, censorship, including discrediting of experts, identify corporate interference and collusion, and the monitoring of Canadian citizens' cell phones and online activity. We need to follow the money. Legal action to follow as indicated. We need reinstatement of pharmaceutical companies' liability for their products, period. No loopholes ever, 
end of discussion, and implement a law that all drug trial data must be disclosed before any drug is ever released. Full and complete audit of government spending and the conflict of interest that might be there for anyone authorizing that spending. Legal action to follow is indicated. And any bill involving censorship, period. Overhaul and or abolish the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. A vote of non-confidence and a fresh election. An audit and overhaul of healthcare agencies and systems, including education and the physician's right to practice the art of medicine using multipurpose drugs. Remove conflicts of interest in all medical research funding. Careful and thoughtful review and update of a Canadian constitution that ensures that this can never happen again. And a day of honoring for all of those who stood up for truth and freedoms, rallied Canadians and the world into action and acted to put a stop to the track that we're on. A day of celebration for Canadian unity and global unity, honoring renewed and heightened awareness as active citizens, voters, friends, and community members. And a day of celebrating children, reintegrating them into a world of community, smiles, and a robust economy, with bouncy castles everywhere, flags, hugs, and dancing. And love, support, counseling, and education for those who are having difficulty processing the truth of what's really been happening in Canada and the world. Let's face it, this is a little mind-blowing. And the drawing of lines our own lines, returning to self-accountability, courageous expressions of our own truth, willingness to look at all information, commitment to unity through the respect for autonomy, personal engagement, getting out of the house, knowing your neighbors, caring for your local and regional spaces and economies, personal responsibility and showing up with all of your gifts, and abilities, moving forward to a world of healthy, critically thinking, and civically engaged people. Okay, I'm going to stop. I could go on and on. And I realize this podcast is turning into a bit of a personal rant. So if you're still here, thank you for holding space for me as I share. I'll say one final thing. As hard as these past few years have been for many, it's also been incredibly activating. More people than ever before are engaged and active in regional, country, and global governance. This can only be a good thing. More people are also aware of independent media, seeing beyond the perspective of corporate interests. Is the road ahead going to be easy? Probably not. As we face inflation and deficits and economic damage and repercussions of health measures, we have an opportunity to show up and shine as citizens and contributors to a much better reality for us all. I love you all, and thank you so much for listening to the Radical Flow podcast. Until next time, I'll see you in the flow.